Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have the third and last part of a three-part series with our fabulous guest, Mike Davis, who was a client of Aspect Legal who went from zero to small business hero in the last two episodes, which if you haven't listened, you absolutely should go back to the episode prior to this and the one before that, the last two episodes. We talked all about the beginning of Mike's business journey um, over a 41-year period. In part one of the two-part series, we dig into Mike's formative years in the business. We talk about understanding how to deal with growth We talk about leadership and we also talked about management. We talk about the consequences of not having a shareholders agreement and we discuss how you can achieve success when entering into an earnout as part of your business sale deal. In part two, we talked all about Mike's venture capital experience, the conflict and breakdown of relationships between shareholders and how exiting a business affected Mike's life. And now for part three of this three three-part series, we're looking at how to choose the perfect deal team, the benefits of exiting early, how having a customer-first culture and encouraging training within your staff is so critically important. And we also talk about a few tips and lessons Mike has learned from his incredible business experience. So without further ado, here we go with our final part of our three-part series with Mike. So firstly, let's start with that position on how you view lawyers. And and in the past, as you said, you you know, you didn't sort of put lawyers in the box seat of being about um, commerciality and and helping with the business. Do you feel that you've come full circle in that view now? Absolutely. And and that a part of that coming full circle is my own personal experience around uh, shareholders agreements and And knowing your rights, you know, the Corporations Act, you know, what small businessman reads the Corporations Act? Well, if one did, he was forced to. Yeah, yeah. I made it my business to go and join the Institute of Company Directors so I'd have a resource behind me to understand from 1917 to the exit. Yeah, right. What I was actually dealing with. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, something identified, but not only in terms of that, it's in terms of the the orders that you might take in a small business mm. that require a contract to protect the interest of your business and protect your assets Yeah, when you go and do work for another party. Yeah. So lawyers have a, a very important role to play in, so, in the business. It takes time to get to know people and all the idiosyncrasies and what their drivers are, what their aspirations and goals are even. Yeah. Uh, and you can't encompass that in a shareholders agreement. And yeah. A, a bit of dry ink on a piece of paper. Yeah. You really need to experience working with that person to really get to know whether you can work with them for 10 years or yeah. so on, you know, what, yeah. what, what it's going to be. And I think that's a very important thing because what your goals and expectations are for a harmonious company and a company that's going to grow, it's got to be 
you, you have to have fundamental agreements. Yeah. Uh, in one of our company, in one of those phases of this business, one of the fallouts was a simple, should we pay dividends? Mm, wow. Isn't it fascinating that making what seems like small decisions can be so difficult sometimes, you, yes. you know, if if you've not sat down and game planned this in advance? Well, it should have been in a shareholders agreement. Yeah. yeah. There should have been hurdles for that uh, there. So the lessons are good shareholders agreement. Yep. Get to know get to know who you're going to be in that relationship with, mm. and and do your scenario planning around a worse outcome. What happens if the wheels fall off? Yeah, because if you're not prepared for that sort of thing, you end up like me, where the when the wheels do fall off, you probably don't realise the full value of your asset. Yeah. So these are such good insights, you know, and, and obviously built up over, you know, many, many years of you reflecting on business. And, and so we've talked about the importance of a good shareholders agreement, the importance of, um, of understanding and working with business, potential business partners for a proper and extended period of time before you actually jump into bed together. And, and what about from a general business perspective as well? What would you say, you know, are some of the things or, or perhaps even some of the values that you've had over time that you feel really stood you in good stead in terms of building these amazing businesses over time? Number one, customer first culture. Yeah. So important. You need to uh, entrench yourself in your customers' businesses. Yeah, completely you to, agree. You need to understand your customers' pain points. Mm. Mm. And you need to have laser-like focus on how you can relieve those pain points with what your company is delivering. The, the second one is staff. Enhance, make sure that the experience of your staff in your business is enhancing their life. Mm, that's such a good point, Mike. I love it. So you need to push them to improve. Mm. Not to improve your product, improve themselves. Give them opportunities for training. Encourage mm. them to do public speaking and to be able to stand and articulate in front of a client and all that sort of thing. And all those programs is, is what, what we introduced along the period to improve, improve staff. Mm. And they're probably the key points. All of the other pieces fall in the third category, and that is you need solid, committed support structures in your business. Mm. And it's best that that's a mix of internal and external people. Yeah. Get a, get a lawyer, but get a good one. <laughs> And not just any old lawyer, a lawyer That's you right. can work well with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Talk to your bank manager, even though it's hard in these times to talk to them, but let them know what you're up to and what you're about. Yeah. Because it's a lot better to talk to a bank manager than talk to a VC. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And you say this from, from having sat in the seat. Uh, so, oh. you know, from much yeah. authority, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Or even to talk to a disaffected equity partner. Yeah. It's a sort of, so they're, they're just free, free lessons. But the key one is customers and people in yeah. a business. Yeah. And just reflecting back on that 
that comment about lawyers. Maybe if you can just tell us what what in your experience really works from a customer perspective when you're working with lawyers. What are the elements that make a difference, do you think, between for business owners trying to make that pool on who are the right lawyers to help them along the way? Well, they, they've got to be credible and understand your business to an extent. Yeah. Because you can teach them about what your business is. Mm. They've got to be approachable. They've got to feel happy working with you yep. and you've got to feel happy working with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, you need to have a relationship beyond uh, when someone offends you, you say, I'm going to go and get my lawyer onto you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what lawy- lawyers should be about in business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're That's there right. to protect your interests and, and so on. That's what, what I mean by a good lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. Okay, wonderful. Let's then look specifically at the learnings that you've had in relation to exit. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Do do you feel like there may have been benefits for you in having thought about the exit earlier? And once again, in hindsight, mm. I should have exited a long time ago. So, also oh, for you, it was about the timing of the exit itself. No, it's more about knowing what I learned in the yep. exit process and you sort of sit back and say, well, why didn't I do this three years ago? Yes, yes. Because I spent about three years trying to exit and spinning my wheels. Yeah, right. And eating myself up inside mm. to all those founders and sole traders. Don't eat yourself from inside out. Mm. there's people to help out there you don't need to go through that exercise absolutely just get the right team around you absolutely you and there's always answers aren't there mike yeah and so i was uh, floundering around trying to structure an exit there i was in a a weakened position with my partners because i had a minority yeah holding and i wanted to exit even though i had a more than 75 percent well they didn't have 75% combined, so there were certain things they couldn't do mm. out there. But And by chance, I made a phone call one day because I really wanted to understand how to value the company mm. to a valuer in Sydney. And this is what you've got to do. You've got to find out who's out there. Yeah, yeah. Telephones are great for that sort of thing. Mm. And ask the question, do you, you do a value how much will it cost and so on. Oh, and by the way, I'm thinking of exit. Do you know anyone who can help me with that? Yeah. <laughs> and is that how it happened? You, yeah. You just yeah, and I my- chanced across a fantastic team in the exit advisory. Yeah. They are a great yeah. team. This is a call out to the exit advisory team. They are yeah. fabulous. And, and uh, the scales came off my eyes. Yeah, right. I could see my way through the maze. Yeah, right. And I wouldn't be doing this alone. Yeah. I, I had a team with me. And, and they were a very intense time. It went from 19, uh, from uh, 2017, a three-year exercise Yeah, of, hey, this can't go on this way, you know. We need mm. to find some way of exiting out of this. Mm. And, and so seek the right people. Yep. And uh, sit back, relax. If you get the right team, they're going to, they're going to run the process. Mm. they'll take you on the journey and you'll get a good result. 
as a result of that journey. Fabulous. Well, they are just such amazing insights, Mike. I just want to say a massive thank you. And thank you, you know, for for being a client and trusting us in in the journey, you know, and I know you worked very, very closely um, with with Claire and our team. And it's such a privilege for us to be able to work um, with business owners at such, you know, such a pivotal part of their lives because exit is huge, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a, a real privilege to, you know, that that you chose us to work with. So thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Great. Uh, mostly, <laughs> mostly mine because we got a solution. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, <laughs> and, and I can give you a solemn undertaking. Yes. And in my in my new venture, I will do it. I will do it right. I will, <laughs> I will take the learnings and apply them to the future. Brilliant. I absolutely love it, Mike. Before we head off, let's talk about where you are right now, because I think this is an important part of the story. So tell us where where you are now, Mike. What what does life look like? You've um you've signaled that you weren't the, the type to go and well, I mean, we're in the middle of COVID. You couldn't have headed off to some exotic beach anyway and lay there. <laughs> what what did you do instead? Uh, I've been in my little writer's garage. I study here overlooking beautiful Lake Macquarie. Beautiful. And and uh I'm as enthusiastic as the day I first started my first company. Oh, isn't that fabulous? I just love it, just the energy you have, Mike, still. However, so how many years ago did we say that you started that first company? 1981, 40 years ago. 40 years ago. And I love that you say you've got the same energy that you did back then. 41 years ago. That's outrageous and incredible. (laughs) So. So I, I'm working with a couple of uh, companies in North America, yeah. Uh, put it putting together an evergreen course, evergreen training course, fabulous ar- around the technical aspects of my 50 years with electric motors, mm-hmm. and we'll be marketing those courses on a, on a uh, on a web platform. They're what we call evergreen courses. Yeah, they're presented across Zoom. They're videoed, edited. And they go up as a training course. It's about 20 hours of training. And it's mainly, to, uh, as I said, with you don't get knowledge without the experience. It's to, yeah. actually, it's to actually shorten that experience thing for graduates coming out of university or young tradespeople coming into a plant for the first time and seeing all these strange pieces of equipment around there, one of which is electric motors, mm-hmm. and for sitting in a 16-hour course they go out the other end with full confidence uh, to be able to work confidently and safely around that plant. Brilliant. I love it. And and it's, uh, I recall you saying back in, um, you know, those early years, you uh, were a high school teacher for a while. Yes. Is that right? So so it's almost like you're going back and picking up, you know, these elements of the roots of your past, Mike. I think, I think, all of our human stories have an element of back to the future in them. <laughs> <laughs> but as you say, it's uh, the the element is that you learn from each of those, you know, progressions along the way. Notwithstanding, yeah. you might be, you know, traversing back. <laughs> I, I think today's listeners will probably sit back in astoundment and say, "Well, he's a slow learner." <laughs> Not at all, Mike. 
Well, well, look, I tend to agree with them, but it's the depth <laughs> of learning that counts. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that you ultimately get there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's, you know, you must reflect um, and, and just be really proud at that, you, you know, long history. Just so many... So many achievements along the way, you know, just so amazing to have built a company from one to 50. That's a huge achievement in itself to, you know, have won the, um, was it the Australian business or the Australian Telstra to Small Business of business. the Year? Is that? Correct. Right? Yeah. Yep. And and also uh, the Australian Quality Awards and yeah. Uh, and, and we focused on that, you know, we, we, we wanted to drag by the bootstraps this yeah. industry out of a cottage industry into an unrecognised professional type industry that it is today. And one way of, one of my firm beliefs, if you want to grow your business, differentiate. Yeah, yeah. If you want to have a glass ceiling on your business, be like your competitors. Yeah. If you want to break the glass ceiling, differentiate from your competitors. And innovate, you know, because yours is a story of innovation, I yeah. think. And um, innovation is is a concept. I mean, you know, it's bandied about a lot these days, but, you, you know, it's something that I feel is just incredibly important. And, and it's something that SMEs have the power of innovation because we have that ability to change and move and mould and, um, you know, meld to the situation. So I, I just, I think that's the power of SMEs and mm. um, and you've demonstrated why it can create such a success. So yeah. I just want to say a huge thank you, Mike. Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for being an absolutely fabulous client. And thank you for the generosity of sharing your story and all of your learnings along the way. I'm sure our listeners will love the story and the learnings. I absolutely did. So <laughs> I'm sure our listeners were too. Mike, thank you so much for coming on board. And you've just proved one thing to me. What's that, Mike? Is that... Uh... We actually have done rubber time. It's been a wonderful one and a half hour conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew I knew this was not going to fit into 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for coming okay. on board the podcast. Good. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's it for this three-part series, all about a very interesting story of our client, Mike Davis, who went from zero to small business hero. And of course, over the last three episodes, we've been talking all about Mike's incredible journey, his growth from a single employee to building a business with 50 employees and winning the Australian Telstra Small Business of the Year Award, his process of exit and then acquisition again, building up another company and then ultimately leading to another exit. I hope you found this three-part series really useful as well as inspiring. And that's it from me. If you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode. There you'll also be able to contact Mike Davis if you'd like to make contact. And of course, you'll also be able to find details of how to contact our legal eagles at Aspect Legal if you would like any assistance with your sale or acquisition deals. And finally, if you enjoyed what you heard today, then don't forget to pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Well, that's it. Thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. 
See you next time. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to The Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. 